Welcome to the Broken Jars Broadcasting Network, home of the Dresden Files podcast, 42 Entertainment, and many others. More podcasts like this one can be found at brokenjars.xyz. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everyone else in between, welcome back to, I believe it is the 62nd episode of the 42 Podcast. Whereas always, we have your good friend and mine, Mr. Ryan. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, Jacob, as a podcast, should we, uh, should we do like a 42 exit from the... I don't know, it didn't work. <laughs> Never mind. Fuck. I tried to tie it into the whole... The, the whole Brexit thing. So yeah. I don't know if anyone notices, but like every time I do the intro, I like I try to mimic another like great broadcaster. So like Harry Carey or don't give it away. Let <laughs> or him Albert or what? It's just fun. We got a special prize if you can identify them all. <laughs> I'll just start listing. You're actually writing them down. Uh, so no, anyway. they're just gonna give us a comprehensive list. Be, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> you win the prize. Free yeah, t-shirt. you. <laughs> <laughs> Which one of these days we're actually going to make t-shirts? Been saying sure. it forever for like yeah. a year and a half. You know. Because we've been doing this podcast for about a year and a half now. Pretty crazy. Which is ridiculous. About as long as my hair has been growing. Can you, like, do you, did you honestly think we'd hit 60 episodes? <laughs> no. I figured we would do the whole, like, well, honestly... I wasn't 100% convinced we would make the whole 10 episodes, you know, the, the whole becoming legit, like an actual, right. like, now you've started your podcast. Because until you've done 10 episodes, you haven't even really started a podcast. Yeah, you're, you're just getting your feet wet. Yeah, you're just getting your feet wet. And then once we made it past 10, I was surprised. No, nah, you know what? I'm not... Maybe that's one of the reasons it's never really bothered me or one way or the other is I've never really thought about it. I just do it. Like, I, don't, I, haven't, I haven't expected to do it for three years or, you know, next week. I just, I'm happy to do it with you. Yeah. I think it's fun. And we've done it with no listeners, you know, for the, you know. For a long time. Until, yeah, probably up until now. So who cares? Yeah, like, and so just you, we've got, uh, it's a good segue. So, uh, we've, you know, we've built the network now. I mean, we got, like other yeah. podcasts. We're starting a new podcast. Well, it's already started, things. but they're coming over. Doing. It's uh, Jay Ray. He's been on the show before. He's also a part of Great Scott, which is I'm, which I'm a part of. It's dangerous to go alone. It's all about nerd and geek uh, culture. Wait, they're coming over to the network? Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah, so brokenjars.xyz, come check us out. We've got the Dresden Files podcast, High Fantasy, um, which is a writing podcast. If you're really into writing, uh, story structure, like... The really geeky world, world building was the world last world building. Uh, really geeky parts of writing. Uh, that's for you. We have Shylock. They don't Game. use words I understand sometimes. <laughs> we have Shylock's gaming, which is gaming podcast, which has J Ray and yeah. But fuck uh, that podcast. Alex. Don't listen to them. Just listen to us. We'll tell you everything you need to know that's important about gaming. Yeah. I mean, do you they... really care about Klepto Cats? Honestly, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just uh, listening. So yeah. So we have we have. Just a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, check us out on Twitter, broken jar, at Broken Jars Pod, at Broken Jars Broadcasting on Instagram, um, Broken Jars Broadcasting at gmail.com. We've got cool stuff in the works. We're adding to things. And we're going to see just if we actually do have unlimited bandwidth from Squarespace. That's kind of my yeah. new project now because <laughs> they're like, unlimited bandwidth. I'm like, all right, Squarespace, really? challenge accepted. <laughs> 
It's a big number. <laughs> Infinity plus one is a lot. Yes, it is. So, Ryan, how you doing, man? How's, how's life been? Man. So my work projects, I highly doubt will ever be like one of your epic sagas of like weeks on weeks of can't figure out why it works. But I do have these projects that go on all, out of nowhere that can take days. And I'm currently doing, you know how big a Ford dealership is? Massive. Right? So you've got a giant, you know, especially down here in Texas, we don't fuck around. So you have the Ford dealership, the shop, parts, service, service riders, We're sales. like 100,000 square feet? Maybe because it also has a collision center mm-hmm. and a diesel mechanic shop. Like under, under one roof, at least 50,000 minimum. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. huge the shop, buildings. The shop has... So the shops are double bays, right? So you can pull through the first bay into the second right. bay. Uh-huh. And then there is eight doors on each side, four on the back, and eight on the next side. So 16... There's 20 doors, 20 bays. Jesus. Yeah, that's, lives, yeah so. it's a huge-ass building. So fuck yeah, this place isn't playing around, right? It's got 72 zones on it. And you know how important it is to keep these places secure, right? So like, oh, yeah, if you take anything you... down, it's got to go back up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, dude. Out of nowhere, the thing just took a shit, you know? And it's like working late at night, getting there at 5 o'clock in the morning, you know? The guy's having like... He... <clears throat> when, you're, when you own a Ford dealership, or when you own a car dealership like he does, or several, or however it works, right? Like you become pretty good friends with the local like police. So the security's down. He's like, I'll just call one of my friends. They'll do like a patrol every like five minutes. You know, so they just drive through the parking lot. So it's like not like the places. It's more secure now than it's ever been. (laughs) Right. But it's just like, oh, it's such a struggle because, I mean, I'm having to answer to a guy who owns several car dealerships. Millionaire. Like rich. I, I don't. Yes. I mean, you would assume he doesn't have time to talk to a guy who can't afford new shoes. Right. You know what I mean? He doesn't have fucking time to talk to me. And I'm trying to explain to him, like, polling loops and binary code. And I was just like, I, don't, I know you don't want to know any. So I'm trying to just tell him basics. Like, hey, man, this is what it costs. This is how long it'll take. This is what we got to do. You need to call your cop friend again tonight. You know, that kind of thing. Ugh. Jacob, Jacob, Jacob. And then today I got a migraine. How often do you get migraines? Uh, they come and go in waves. Um, yeah, man, I've been struggling through some migraines lately. Oh my god! And I, I think part of it's due to like allergy, re- allergy related stuff. But it's like April, May is really bad for me. There was one April in Oklahoma oh. where I went home early, seventeen days in one working month because I uh, was in that much pain, like blackout pain. Dude, I'm 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 hurting so bad that I can't open my eyes, and I have to do seventy-one serial numbers. Serial numbers are seven uh, seven number. Like binary code, like sevens, you know, mm-hmm. and I and it's like really small text. And I'm opening my eyes, and it's like bright fluorescent lights, and I'm like reading them off, and it's just like as soon as I got done, and I put that down, and I knew that was like that was it because we weren't at that point. All of the information was in it. I just set it down, and I was like, Rick, I'm going home. I, I got to go home, man. And because I was already throwing up in the bathroom, you know, right. like having to like every thirty minutes go throw up and release. It's weird how well. Throwing up can relieve some of that pressure, you know. I'm it's guessing like, okay, it's an endorphin hurt. rush. Or my something. head doesn't hurt so bad now, right? You know, and I could got through it. And then, man, trying to make that drive home. Oh, 
And then I got in bed, you know, like how you just get home and put like a cold rag on your forehead and just go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Four hours, dude. And woke up with still a slight headache. <clears throat> it's gone now, though. That's good. I mean, it, migraine, like, people are like, oh, it's not a big deal. You just have a headache. I'm like, if you've never had a migraine, you don't understand. Like, I don't say that about many things, but if you've never had a migraine, you don't understand just the, the acute pain that is a full-blown migraine. It's incapacitating. Yeah. You can't fight through it. No matter what you do, you just can't fight through it. Mm -mm. You can feel that little thing in the side of your head going... Uh, Especially in my old uh, old cube at the place I worked in Oklahoma, at the top of my vision was a set of fluorescent lights. And so, like, like, for a while, like, a couple of days, I literally wore sunglasses to work. Just, just to get through the day. It's like you know, you guys don't understand. It hurts so bad. It does. You don't know it, but uh, fluorescent lights are turning off and on like two hundred times a second. Yeah. Because it's like, alternating current, so it's on, no. They turn off one hundred and twenty times a second. Yep. Back and forth, and because of that, man. Oh. If you're if you're directly like where your eyes are seeing it, your eyes are constantly adjusting and they get tired. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it can be tough. So I've always wanted to get a pair of gunners. Have you seen those glasses? I bought some. Right, but they, they make prescription gunners. Nice. That's I've been wanting to get some of those. But these Oakleys have like anti glare. Well, every special thing I could get on the lens I got. <laughs> nice. Those are like fourteen hundred dollar glasses. Yeah, luckily I got decent insurance. It cost me like two hundred bucks, but still. Nice. They're like, "Do you want nice. this?" I'm like, "Yes." You want? It's like, and it, she like started going down this like, "Sweetie, I want everything you did have." You, did you get the blue, the blue glare? No, they didn't. They didn't offer that one. It's a new thing that people are offering. Where like these glasses here, if you notice, like when you look at them, like you it's obviously see the too. blue, the lots of blue, like lots of blue comes back. Uh-huh. It it cuts down like a certain frequency that's uh, associated with the sunlight. So when you put these on, the LCD like and LED screens don't convince your brain that you're in daylight. So when you put them on like towards the evening, your mind will start like producing the chemicals that let you go to sleep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It takes away a certain uh, frequency of blue. And they uh, <clears throat> they work. Cool. Yeah, they work. They, I've been uh, wanting to get them. Um... Like strain on your eyes. Mm-hmm. Until your son scratches him across the floor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I have so much, like, I have eye problems in, in general, but, you know, I got so much eye strain going on because I run three monitors. I work in an office building, so I have oh, well, then you fluorescent to to lights your, everywhere. Talk to your eye doctor about getting some, um, like, the blue. They just cut out all blue, like, the blue frequencies. Like, when you put them on and you're looking at, like, Windows 10 background, you know, that blue white uh-huh. light, it turns kind of yellowish greenish like it takes a lot of that blue out i might be able to do that i have to change some color settings on my computer but oh there's also programs that'll do it for you you can just download an app to your like for chrome and stuff you can just download uh blue filters and you can actually set them to your uh, time zone so when it starts to get dark outside it'll start taking the blue out of your um it'll take it out slowly nice i mean mm-hmm. part Partly for me is I can't see the sun from where I sit in my office, so it kind of doesn't matter. Right. No, I'm talking – well, it's more for like at home. 
Right. Like when you're like at home at like nine o'clock and you should be going to sleep or you should be getting ready to go to sleep. Looking at LCD screens, um, you know how your eyes use the sunlight to remove, uh, to get rid of the chemical that makes you sleepy? Right. And um, LCDs or LED screens will produce that, will, that same effect. It won't let that chemical start being produced because your eyes still think you're in sunlight. You still, still think it's, it's daylight and mm -hmm. you, have some, you still have something to do. And that's why there's an epidemic of people not sleeping well because of uh, reading emails and laptops and tablets and uh, uh, these new LED, uh, like, 42-inch Or TVs. just, you know, your phone screen. Or your phone screen before you go to bed, you know, like, like that's literally looking at it and then setting it down and going to sleep. And they have filters that will, at a certain time, like, say, 8 o'clock at night because the sun goes down at 8 where you live or whatever, it takes all the blue out of your phone or all the blue out of your tablet or all the blue out of your TV. So you'll start to produce that chemical, and when you go to sleep, you'll have a you know, more restful sleep. Hmm, you can look. produce it with glasses or you can do it with actual programs. I'll have to look into that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, I recommend mm -hmm. it. So the world's gotten crazy. Yeah, it's coming to an end, yo. Uh, what was that meme? Did you see it on the internet where they were like, uh, the, um, um, uh, the UK is racing America to see who can fuck their shit up the worst, the quickest? Um, Brexit put uh, the UK in the lead, <laughs> but what they don't know is America's got a Trump card. <laughs> okay, well, well, I think the Brexit... Come on, ultra-conservative capitalist. Tell me why it's good for a, rare, a small percentage of rich people. <laughs> okay, well, no. I think in the end it'll be bad for Britain. I do. But I think there's a decent chance, especially because of who Britain is, that'll be good for Britain. So I'm saying 65% bad, 35% good. And the reason I say good and the possibility of good is... One, Britain is a giant economy, even though it's a very small nation. So a lot of those European nations really depend on Britain buying their shit. Britain buys $100 billion worth of German goods a year. So Fuck. How so, do they spend that? How does, I thought Britain was like the size of fucking Texas well, they, or smaller. The, it's, no, it's really small, but they have a lot of buying power. There's a lot of rich fuckers there, man. And plus, That's they have the strong world they, money, yo. and they have the strongest currency in the world, at least for yeah. now. Well, they still do. I mean, they're still trading like a buck thirty to one on the dollar. Right. So it's the it's the your it's the London banking market. Like everybody, I mean, they make movies about that place. Right, and so the it's the world's Wall Street economic idea is that okay. So because they didn't have complete control over all their economics but they did have currency control. They could do some things to help their nation, but not all. But now that they're free, they can do all the things. They can renegotiate treaties. They can, re they can do all of these things that they couldn't do as a part of the EU. Because a lot of those things get masked for, a lot, for pretty much every EU country because they use the euro. And that's why Britain was really weird because they were still on the pound. And so they couldn't, the, their economic policies, they would fight each other a lot of times. And so that's why I think it could be good because, you know what, I don't care what the president says. 
England is the maybe the most important ally of ours on the planet. Period. They're one of the strongest militaries in the world, one of the best, like, huge economy. They're one of our most important allies. If they want to do a, a free trade agreement with just the U.S., we're going to do it. Germany? Weren't we just a colony? We were a colony at one point. Isn't that strange? Um, they might be our best ally now when we already told them to fuck off. <laughs> Take your tea with you, assholes. We'll drink coffee. <laughs> but in Germany, <laughs> look, and Germany basically runs the EU at this point. Germany and fuck France yeah. do. Hey, but, man. You want to talk about a country that blows me away? It's fucking Germany. What's so special about Germany? Like, they damn near took over the world twice, you know? And if they'd have had, like, a, just a halfway competent leader behind Hitler, they could have done it. I don't... That place is crazy. Aren't they even smaller than Britain? Uh, not in terms of land, but in terms no. of economy. But... You, are you really going to tell me? Are you really going to tell me that Angela Merkel, the Prime Minister of, of Germany, is going to piss off their largest importer? England imports more from Germany than anyone else in the in the world. I don't understand why this isn't just the collapse of the whole EU at all. Like, it's why gonna, it is going to collapse. The like, EU, why doesn't Germany say "fuck off, man"? Like, we'll keep our money too. We're because, rich as fuck. Because they're in the seat of power, so they're getting the benefits from being in power. They're basically being able to exert their financial economic influence over, I don't know, how many is it, 12 nations? Mm. So they get to do the things that are good for them and help them at the expense of everybody else, and that's what's been happening. I was talking to a guy at a conference one time, and he was from Eastern Bloc, somewhere in Europe. He was like, yeah, when we joined the EU, everything doubled in price because all they did was put the European, you know, EU sign, the, the euro sign over our, I think he was from Poland, you know, whatever the Polish currency was. It wasn't Poland. I don't know. Or wherever. Czech okay. Republic or whatever. And he's like, yeah, doubled in price because our currency was half as valuable as theirs. And so it got really hard to buy things for, you know, he's like, we, he's like, we still haven't recovered. Yeah. When he came to the U.S., he said his his family, because comparatively speaking, buying things here is cheap. Yeah. Sent him with twenty thousand euros to buy them clothes. Damn. Yeah, that's that's a, that's the weird market stuff that a lot of people don't realize happens. It's like people will come here just to buy shit because it's cheaper comparatively. But we've had a, a we've had a cheap currency policy for a long time. But I don't want to bore the listeners. Not not today. Anyway. Yeah, we're 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 boring. We're bordering on that already. <laughs> so, since we've been talking about Robopocalypse and everybody's got one week left, I'm trying to. Dude, I'm getting, dude. I'm trying. I don't power know. Power through that finish. motherfucker, man. Get through it, dude. Yeah, at least the first book. Everybody needs to get through the first book. We're gonna go ahead and extend the second book for another month or whatever. But get through the first book. But since we've been talking about it, it's been on my mind. Have you seen how much AI shits coming out? Oh yeah. Rolls-Royce has re, uh, revealed that they have a remote-controlled robot battleship. Damn. Not battleship. Is it battleship? I think it can be. It's, a plat- it's, a, it's just a platform ship that can be outfitted to do whatever. Yeah, it's actually, this reminds me. I remind, I'll bring this up when I see it, but uh, my work is holding this sort of citywide in- information technology security conference. Oh. And one of the big events white hats. is the white hat who hacked the Jeep Cherokee. 
Nice. So he's going to be giving this, like this keynote speech, so I'm going to be going to that. So Fuck yeah, you go to that, Jake. Hell yeah, you do. Did you see the... Um... Yeah, see, that's one of the dangerous things about AI is like once it becomes good enough that it can hack other AI, you know, other non-intelligent stuff, like it'll be really good at that because it won't sleep. Right. And it can concentrate for eight hours on doing it and it can, you know, leverage all this horsepower that it'll have access to. And Anyway... They'll also make an AI Top Gun, like a, a fighter yeah. jet that can well, fucking kill us. You know what's crazy but, about about that? Is this run off the Raspberry Pi? Wow. Yeah, that's that's what makes that super impressive. It's run off a thirty five dollar computer. That is insane. Wow. That's really crazy. But it makes sense, like, because if you built an AI airplane you wouldn't need the cockpit or the creature features no i mean you could so make it could be much lighter much smaller much more agile it can do it can pull much higher g's you're right yeah if you don't have to have a human there you you can you can push as and as long as the metal doesn't start bending you can do right. it right yeah so you can go start going to the extremes of like because did, did you know that <clears throat> f1 cars are now limited by the driver I didn't know that, but I'm not. It doesn't shock me. They they could make f they could if like so if if there was a Le Mans series where they were gonna race on those like Monaco and mm. Le Mans and you know uh, Laguna Seca those kind of tracks right like Sebring, racing on those kind of tracks. If you hit no rules, any car you want. Um, Red Bull sponsored and they did one in the, like Gran Turismo Six or something. Physically impossible to drive. The amount of lateral g-forces and you know, like uh, it can produce, like in corners and accelerating and braking, you couldn't make it more than a few laps before you'd pass out. You're telling me they couldn't make a jet that can make you fucking give it up? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. like they could, sure. Like that's a really cool video. If you get a chance, you should look it up. They hire a uh, F1 driver and they build like a forty thousand dollar simulation rig to drive it, and he drives this Red Bull, the fastest car ever built. I think he does the Nuremberg ring in like a minute and twenty eight. Wow. Yeah. Now, like I think the I am not unconvinced that the robot war won't happen. Cause someone's gonna push it too far. Just like just like in the book, someone just went a little too far and created this thing that decided it wanted to kill us. And that might be the great unifying event of, of humanity, you know. Except that when you summon a god, he does what he wants. Like we're not going to have any options. You're just going to have to hope that it's like that book, which we'll get to next week, where the robot has bigger plans than actually wiping you off the planet. Right. Because if he felt like wiping you off a planet, and an AI is just going to release all the nukes, it's going to shut all the containment fields down around like Galveston's um, disease control centers. Right, it'll mm -hmm. just shut all those down. Like, how long does it take before the nastiest flus and black plagues and you know all the n stupid things that as humans we've collected and kept? How long until all that kills us? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It... Oh wow. The fact the robots, if he doesn't do that, means that he has like some grand plan for us, like we're pets. So you you want to either get, way you want to get back into politics a little bit? Saw a crazy poll. 
Yes. So Trump is polling at 68% unfavorable. Wow. Hillary, 60% unfavorable. We're, we're talking about electing a president, no matter who it is, if it's one of those two, that more than half the country, a large portion of the country, almost two-thirds of the country, dislikes. Clearly an example of the two-party systems failing us. Yeah, so I've been reading some stuff, and I think that, because it's looking like Gary Johnson's really going to mount to like, a substantial run. Oh, my God. Yay. Because I'll vote for him. Fuck yeah, I'm voting but, for him. I'm so already Here's what I think is going to happen. I think Hillary's going to win with like 41% of the vote. Wow. Yeah, a, a non-majority, just like her husband, but, you know, whatever. So I think that's... Bummer. I don't know. I don't know. Like it could happen. It definitely could. Like the the U.S. is in such a weird place right now. Like I never thought I'd see it this way, ever, Mm-mm. ever in my life. I thought I would see it so dysfunctional. Because, but I think this is an example of social media. Like I think I think um, Trump knows how to leverage entertainment. Oh, he this does. is what ha- this is what happens if Kardashian ran for president. And she had some of those rich, like, smart people behind the scenes working for her, telling her what to say. And, and not telling her what to say, like, in the, the political proper way, but in, like, the entertainment way. Like, this will get us the most views, this will get us the most clicks, this will be the most polarizing. You know what I mean? Like, they'll, right. they know how to, like, work that. She could probably be president. Probably so. Or at least as influential as Trump has been. You know, especially if she had... What? Even if he only has a billion dollars and it's only like in credit, it's not even actual li- liquid capital, but a billion dollar credit line is pretty good to run for president. You know, if she had that much money, I mean, that's clearly what we're watching. We're watching a guy who did like what, 12 seasons of The Apprentice or whatever that stupid show was called, or The Job mm-hmm. or The Office or The Apprentice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, he is, he's crazy. Like the way he's doing it, I hate, I just, I, I hate the dude, but it's impressive to watch. It's also really exposing what I think is what is quote unquote the mainstream media in a lot of respects, because during the Republican primary, he was on every television, and as soon as he clinched, he just his numbers like the, his minutes dropped almost instantly. What does that mean? That means How's that relevant? the more the more coverage you get, the you know the more people will vote for you, and the less coverage you get, the less people will vote for you. I mean, it's the same thing you were talking about like two weeks ago with Bernie about how you're like, man, I feel like the the media just won you know won it for Hillary. And I'm like, yeah, they did. That was clearly like they just told everybody don't go vote because Hillary's already clinched it. And I think she, um, I think they actually, I know it's a weird, you know, like I sound like one of those conspiracy theorists, but I think they fucked with the California vote. I think the people who by were calling it I, early. no, but yes, by not counting all the votes, mm. because um, the guy that I, my boss is an election judge, and he tells me about shady people, you know, right? Because you'll have a Republican, you'll actually have several Republican judges and several Democrat judges at a polling station, right? And they watch, they watch each other, and there has been several times, and I mean, he's only telling me from the Republican side, so I only hear what the Democrats do, but clearly it's not one-sided. I mean, obviously Republicans do shady shit too, 
but has told me that they do shady shit when it comes to like trying to rig the vote. Just because the person who's in charge is a human being who has personal feelings on the matter. You know what I mean? Like they're, it's not a robot doing it. It's a person. Like I know one of them. They're, it's my boss. You know what I mean? Like they're people. And people make mistakes and do like silly things. And uh, I, I, I really do think you could, the grassroots, like people could be, they could easily hide a vote or two or a box or all the boxes or. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or miscount it. Like, it's kind of like another thing. Like, back in, was it, it was 12 or 08, one or two, when Obama won, where every county in one state went 100% Democrat? It's like, you know what, guys? The math just doesn't line up here. It's like when you're cheating on a test. You don't get 100. You get, like, an 89. You know, yep. you, you don't take all the votes. <laughs> you only take, you take enough to get by, you know? There's, like, there's certain times where the math just does not work out for, you know, elections and stuff. So what we're saying is you should just probably head on down to the pub, have a nice pint, and just wait for all this to blow over. <laughs> yeah, because it probably will. And you don't matter. <sighs> what else, Jake? So fun Anything stuff. If you have an Android phone, there's these guys who are coming out with an adapter that lets you put in Game Boy cartridges and play them on your phone. And it, it has, like, has the touchpad and the D-pad and stuff. That's actually kind of cool. Like, because I know I still have my cartridges somewhere, man. I used to play the shit. I had the original brick Game Boy, and I played the shit out of that thing, man. I don't understand why we don't get a Game Boy direction pad and two buttons on a touchscreen phone, right? So just take the Note 5 and the bottom half. Just, I mean, I mean it could be Some animated. Do it. But really? Uh-huh. Where they have like four buttons and two buttons, and you can press two at once and still have yeah, uh huh. Like uh, I know the Sega games, like, like Sonic. The top, the top screen will be uh, the game, and then the bottom will be your touchpad. You can do that, yeah. And I've seen some of them where they're transparent, so they have the buttons on the screen, like the Sonic, that you just push. So it's like um, it's like a joystick on one, and you have like the buttons and you can combo and shit that way. If you're, if we're talking about mobile gaming though. I don't think you can beat that Xbox controller with the cradle. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But it's so that's big, cool. though. It is big. It is big. But so is this. This Game Boy thing is kind of big. Yeah, it's kind of it's it's kind of big. I I just like the idea that they're actually going to like let you play the old cartridges, so you can quote unquote do it legally. Because right now, I mean, even if you download ROMs and no one really cares, it's still technically illegal. Hmm. Because you're circumventing copyright and all that bullshit. Copyright law is so weird, man. Because <laughs> most things in your house, you technically don't own. You're, you're, yeah. you're leasing. You're yeah, that was actually one of the conversations we had in Slack was, um, is it okay if I download something and then rip it, even though it, you know, rip the DMR off of it so I can use it, even though, I, you know, so I paid for it. And I, the question I presented was like, did, what did you actually buy? Did you buy the right to listen to the song, or did you actually buy the digital code that is the information that is the song right. that you should have? The, you know, but you didn't. In almost all situations, you never actually bought the right, the actual it. item. 
Right. You bought the rights to to view the item through like if you got if you bought stuff off of Amazon, if you bought a video off Amazon, you didn't actually buy that video like a DVD mm-hmm. like you did back in the day in the 90s when you went and bought a DVD. You actually only bought access to Amazon's library through Amazon. Which right. is and it's crazy to me to think cuz Whenever we buy Blu-rays, we rip them and compress them and put them on our hard drive. We don't share them online. We don't do anything. Like, it's for us, period. And odds are every one of those copies is, is technically illegal. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is a weird feeling. Like, they're sitting on the shelf right there. I just digitized them. I'm not sharing them. I'm not doing anything. Like, the most sharing I do is running my home server that doesn't leave my house. So I can stream them on my Roku upstairs. It's the most, you know, sharing I do. Yeah. (coughs) Now, if you ever want to do, like, digital library stuff, 100% go Plex. They are fantastic. Okay. They have this great algorithm. So, like, you'll be able to, like, you know, be on your Wi-Fi and your phone and, like, stream stuff from your PC at your house. Like, just watching, you know, movies and shit on your phone from your house. It does really well. I've used it quite quite a few times when I've been on the road. Oh, this is totally tangential and has nothing to do with what you're talking about okay. at all. So I think that makes it non-tangential. Anyway, I went and saw Fast and Furious right. in the movies. How was that? Did we talk about it already? You said you were going to go see it. Oh, I did see it. It was epic, dude. <laughs> Turns out I still know every word. I know every line in that fucking movie, man. It was really nostalgic. And this is the first time that I went to one of those theaters that you've described that have the giant uh, electric leather recliners uh-huh. that you can push the button and your feet come out and you can really lay back and stuff. Super awesome, right? Wow. <laughs> wow. That's Yeah, that is the only way to go see a fucking movie, dude. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Yeah, I have a hard time seeing movies not that way anymore. Especially, like, did you have the assigned seats? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not doing. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, the assigned seats, the big leather chairs, like. I'm not a peasant. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> leather chairs are the only way to go, dude. <laughs> it was fun though. It really was a blast. There was something about seeing it all, and re- re- you know. I've never seen it on the big screen, ever. Well, yeah, shut it gone because it was an opportunity. It was fun. I never saw anything like doing it here. So I'm sure they were, but I just never saw it. Yeah, there's a couple of there movies was... I would really like to see on the big screen, you know, f- just for once. Like, the original Ghostbusters, I think, would be amazing. Original Jurassic Park. The original Jurassic Park. It'd be fun to see Jaws now that I'm an adult. Yeah. God, I, I, know, I know I've seen Jaws all the way through, but I can't tell you when it was. It's probably 20 years I ago. Haven't, I don't think I ever have. I don't think I wanted to as a kid, and then, you know, now that I'm adults, I just have. Uh, I think um, Last Crusade, Indiana Jones' Last Crusade, would be amazing be on the big screen. Especially is, the remastered edition. It is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in Blu-ray. Because so much really? of it is shot in real locations. Very very little of it is actually shot on sets. And, so and they that, shot it like in 40 or 70 millimeter, you know, if yeah, scanned properly. Yeah, IMAX, has a, yeah. Man, has it, like an AK resolution if you actually scan it properly. Yeah, it is gorgeous. It's one of the few movies where I'm just like, wow. You wow. Know, a, lot of, a lot of movies are like, yeah, this is really cool looking, but it's one of the few I popped it in, started watching and went, 
Wow, that's pretty. The <laughs> Last Crusade with the the Nazis in the Ark. Uh, no, no, that's uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's the first one. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Cru- that one. Crusade is the one with Sean Connery and the Nazis. Oh, they're still Nazis, though. Yes, yeah, still Nazis. Sean Connery, the 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 uh, you know, obviously the Holy Grail. The Holy and, Grail. That's right. Okay, the Holy Grail. That's, I, was, I was like, well, what are they trying to get? It's not the Ark. What is it? R- I remember right, it was some it, holy artifact. Right. It's like he chose poorly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 a great movie. You should totally watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel like we were so much more coherent in the pre-show. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to talk about this, talk about this, have plenty to talk about, and now we're here. Yeah, I know. Well, we talked about the AI, but we, like, totally glossed over it. I mean, we have the robot stuff to do, but we kind of, like, moved on, and it would be weird to, like, drag us back just to talk about the robot lawyer. That's true. But, but a cool. 19-year-old in, in the UK designed a, a chatbot. That's gotten over uh, $4 million worth of parking tickets dismissed. Well, and, and I get why it's that way, like why it's done so well, because it's a very if this, then that sort of decision mm-hmm. tree. And that's what AI does the best, you know, is those kind of. But still. It's fantastic. And if it's it works, if it'll work in Pittsburgh, if I ever get a traffic ticket, I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's free. So check it out. It's like. Um, well, fuck, I can't find it now on the Slack. Very bottom. First, last story. Uh, it's, let's see. What's the website name, though, so everybody knows? Just it's uh, it's on go. The Guardian. If you just punch in a chatbot lawyer, it'll come up. It yeah, is, there you go. Chatbot, uh, chatbot lawyer. Check it out. Yeah, and, yeah, it's really cool, you know. Um, like... So, like, Mike, I know Microsoft is spending a lot of money on the the AI bot learning stuff, and so I'm Mm -hmm. really interested to see what that becomes eventually, you know? Oh, yeah, man. It's a lot like fire, you know, as a moth. It's just like I can't help. It's too sexy. I know it's going (laughs) to kill me, but I really want to see it when it does. Like, I really want to see AI until it's a reality. And I'm like, oh, my God, the cars are killing everyone. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why is there a chopper in the air? You know, why did every why did every airplane we own become a, you know, homing missile? It's like, oh, no, we fucked up. But <laughs> we, put, we put it in everything and now it wants to kill us. Why? Yeah. Why? But the part up until that is going to be totally interesting. <laughs> that part's going to be awesome. That part's going to be totally bizarre and psychedelic. And it feels like it's going to happen pretty quickly, like next 20 years maybe. It feels like it's going so fast. It feels like it's going so fast. Because it's like, well, we're going to have just self-driving cars in 2024. And now they're like, oh, you might have it in 2018. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they're even like well, out. you kind of have it right now. I mean, sort of. Yeah. I mean, when they're talking consumers, you know, but like. They're moving so much faster in some of the things they thought was going to take a while to figure out. They're turning out. It's like, oh, well, that was really easy. It, it was one of those things where my, my dad was kind of prophetic about it because he was saying that because we, uh, we were talking about the singularity. You know, we, you know, one of those late night conversations where, you know, we're both up late talking about singularity. And he's like, you don't understand. Most of technology has already hit the singularity. I said, no, mm-hmm. that's not right. They're not, they're predicting 
the per singularity another 50 years like he's like trust me most of it's already there it's already hit that exponential it's already crested it's already you know exponential going up now so for people who don't know the people listening the singularity is in the beginning you start with zero and then it doubles, right? So you might have like 0.1, and yeah. then you have 0.2, and then you have 0.4, and then 0.8, and then eventually you get to one. And then at that point, every one is equal to the every improvement is equal to the all the improvements before it, right? Uh, essentially, essentially. But what it is is, if anyone who is uh, knows about exponential graph. So right, that's where, what I just kind of explained. Right, and so the the, singu- the singularity... Small increment, small increment, to the point where you actually, like, at one point, one movement will equal the same amount of movement jump. that took right. all the way to get to that. So it maybe took you 10,000 years to make this jump, and you make, like, it takes you 10,000 years, one click at a time. But eventually, one click will equal 10,000. It'll just make up the exact amount of time in just one click. It'll right. take up that mu- That's how exponential works. Mm-hmm. And the next click is even more. Well, the no, next it, click, even more. Uh, it doubles anyone, every time. Well, no, it, it, it multiplies by itself every time. I, yeah. That's, so it, it's, that's uh, kind of what I meant. So, yes, yeah. but um, anyway, so the singularity is the point where the graph turns upward and becomes exponential. Right, mm-hmm. Because if you if you look at a graph, it's basically uh, basically it's sort of a flat V, and then basically goes straight up. Mm-hmm. Look at our look at a debt of our national debt, the graph of our national debt, and you'll see an exponential graph. But uh, it is, and he was telling me he's like a lot of technologies have already hit that, and that's why. And now watching it, I'm like, yeah, I, I think you're kind of right. Not not all technologies have hit that, but a lot of a lot have, and it's just speeding everything else up. It really is crazy. The robot lords are coming. <laughs> the end is near. And what's really crazy is I feel like I'm part of the thing that's building it, right? Like if you looked from the way out and you were just really analytical and you just studied it, I look like one of the cells, like one individual cell that's running the little fiber network neurons because I run like security systems. Right. So I'm telling the robot overmind when it's in pain, you know, like when it's on fire, right? Because I run fire alarms. So I'm actually like building the neural network that knows when it's hot. Like, because I build this little nerve cluster right here that knows when this specific spot's hot. And that tells a mainframe, which could, you know, eventually tell a major overlord mainframe, right? Like, if you think about it, what I'm doing is I'm building the bigger creature. Like, I am building the network of sensors and neurons. Like, there are people who are putting in cameras. You're putting in the eyes. Like, it's really weird to think about it like that. Mm -hmm. But I've seen it because in the technology that I do, it gets a little bit better, a little more invasive, Mm -hmm. a little more secure. It has better sensing. You know, like, the nerve endings are getting better. It's getting more tightly, you know, knitted. So you you ready for something that will blow your mind and we'll talk about how quickly technology has uh, progressed? I love blowing my mind, Jake. Let's do it. Tomorrow will mark the ninth, just the ninth anniversary of the original iPhone. What? It's been out for less than 10 years. And the world is not the same. 
No. No, the iPhone changed the world. It might be the most important, besides the microprocessor, the most important technological advance in human history. That commercial, that first one where it shows the guy pulling it out of his pocket and like making, you know, a dinner date and then Google Mapsing it and that whole thing, they will study that in 100 years. Oh, yeah. They will like oh, yeah. frame by frame. Yeah. You, you didn't know both. you need this. You didn't know you need that. Yeah, that one. That one. Because that one is so true. I remember Jacob. I mean, I, we might have told this on the podcast. This is one of those things that we're going to run into that once we've been doing this podcast for so long. But newer listeners, so whatever. When Jacob got the first iPhone, because he did, he was an early adopter. He got it probably six months after it came out at the most. I was still on a flip phone. I wasn't even on a razor yet, y'all. I was on like a just a shitty old Nokia flip phone of some sort. And he was googling um, like where the restaurant was. And it didn't have GPS. It just had Wi-Fi and cell tower, like to try to approximate your locations. <laughs> we were blown. And when I say blown away, we were like, "This is fr- from aliens, right?" That's what it felt like. It just felt like alien technology that it could get us within three blocks of where we were. We were like, "Hey, this little circle, this big giant circle of these like you know six circle, you know six city blocks, we're in that circle somewhere." And that was a big deal. So. It was a big deal. We found that one sushi place. That super old dude at the bar. Like, you know he's been doing that for 60 years. Yep. <laughs> My wife wearing the short skirt. That's crazy. The wind was blowing hard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was a good time. Yeah, tomorrow, where most of you will be listening to this, will be the ninth anniversary of the debut of the original iPhone. Happy birthday, iPhone. And which still holds one of my... Uh, Favorite, you know, terrible quotes in history is the BlackBerry CEO simply said, what they showed is not possible. That's actually true. What they showed wasn't working when they showed it. The engineers had to tell Steve Jobs a very specific like path down the program. Like you have to do this, then this, then this. Anything else will crash it. <laughs> but they got it working by the time he... No, six, he just does it perfectly. Six it looks months like later, I had it in my pocket. Six months later, you had it. They got it working. He was a driving force, man. You know, I had to put down a five hundred dollar deposit on that thing. I can't remember. I knew, I knew, I knew you were an early adopter. I was like, it was either three months or six months. He it had it was the January after it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and he also paid a lot. This is back when Jacob, you know, had a little bit of money and was really into tech like you were super into tech at that point mm. well i had uh i had gone down to the cotton bowl that year arkansas versus mizzou uh with a friend of mine from college and there's a giant ass casino at on the border of texas and oklahoma it's called windstar great poker room if you like to play poker place to go love it and i couldn't get a one two game it was like new year's eve or whatever so it's like, well, I got 300 bucks in my pocket. It's a minimum buy-in for two five. We'll just see what happens. Wow. Three hours later, I walk out with $1,400. Fuck yeah. And I'm like, well, I guess it's time to buy an iPhone. <laughs> nice. That's pretty it was much, cool, man. Pretty much what I, I did was... with it. Like, how do you want to pay for it? And I just dumped a grand on the counter. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> That'll work. One of these days... 
even if I like, even if I have to get a loan and they just want to give me the cash, like I'm gonna go take cash and buy a car. Like I don't want to pay for it. Like pull out like four, like four bricks of ten grand. How about this? Will this will this work? <laughs> if it's hundred dollar bills, you're surprised at how little space that actually takes up. You know, right? Ten grand's like two inches. Yeah, it's it's one and a half. It, yeah, I mean, if it's banded, it's even less. If yeah. it's banded, it's like four inches or six inches is like sixty grand. But if it's not banded, if it's just you know just a wad of fucking cash, it stands up about nine inches. Is fifty grand and just hundred dollar bills. Mm-hmm. I've held it one time in my life. It was so good, so cool. <laughs> one so of my cool. dads, or one of my friends' dads, uh, was. He was talking about how he was really bored, and him and his engineer buddies figured out what five pounds worth of $50 bills equates to, and it's something like $8 million. Damn. So, like a duffel case, I mean, a duffel bag full of $100 bills is some fucking cash, yo. Like, if it's full, full, yeah, that'd be, that's, that's, that's a lot of cash. That's why that's when you see, know. like, the U.S. debt and pallets of money, <laughs> like holy hell! Like it's I don't think pallets, it's still a warehouse. It's so much money. <clears throat> if you do the whole like the big number, which is you know the couple trillion or whatever it is, yeah. I think I don't I don't, I don't want to misquote, but the size of the building it requires to cover it's like several acres, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's something you if you were to stretch a hundred dollar bills. That equaled our national debt, it would reach the sun, which reached the moon and back. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, welcome to the future, kids. <laughs> Enjoy that. So that's always one of those things I've kind of wondered about. Like, what would all the national debts be if we just forgave everybody's debt that we owed? Like, equal numbers. So, like, Germany owns a hundred million dollars of us and we own a hundred million dollars of them and we just you know because we're all buying bits of each other all the time which is crazy which is crazy, which uh, is crazy. so it'd be I think it'd be really interesting to to see like what it, what would it be like if we just all the debt that basically cancels each other out let's just you know erase it, it and out. see what happens yeah. no nah, because they use that they use that debt to do shit with Oh, yeah. It has value of some sort. You well, know, and not all debts create equal because of interest rates and terms and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Fun. Fun, fun. Interesting podcast. This is why fucking Shylock's has got 50 more people than us. <laughs> hey, man. Like, still, according to our metrics, we've got like 700 listeners now. So Nice. We love every single one of you. <laughs> yes, we do. Any one of you us. can send it to Yes. <laughs> fucking message of some sort. Brokenjarsbroadcasting at gmail.com. So you you, you will have... get tons of time on the podcast. Like yes. you can you can clearly spotlight yourself for a good five minutes by just sending us a text. If you want to be on the podcast, just send yeah. us a fucking email or Somebody. Twitter, and we will talk to you. Hundred <laughs> percent. We've been in this silo too long, guys. <laughs> like we're, we're gonna we're... try to get Justin on from uh, the Dresden Files podcast, and I mm. think we should get uh, Jerry Ray on again. Yeah, when you get Jay Ray back on, uh, oh, was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, uh, again, he's on multiple co- podcasts. If you like him, uh, I'm at Jacob Ingles, J C U B I N G A L L S on Twitter. 
Uh, I'm easy to follow, uh, but I do most of my stuff through Broken Jars now because I pretty much run that, especially the Instagram. So if you want to see like pictures of my guinea pigs, there's plenty of them because the internet like loves cute things and apparently MMA. So that's okay. yeah, I, that makes sense. I posted like one picture of me with my punching bag, and it got like a hundred likes or something like that. It was nuts. So like the, join us on that. This one, yeah. Looking all furious and shit. Oh. Well, today was tries and chest day, so my shoulder is pissed off. Mm. So I think okay, well, you also recommends, obviously, totes. What? You you also recommends. Oh, I need to give us your recommends. I don't have one. All <laughs> I have a recommend. Because I've been take? using the hell out of it. It's IFTTT.com. Yeah. It stands for If Then, Then This. And there's a bunch of companies on there. And they, they have all these triggers and responses to triggers. So, uh, like, this podcast when it goes on the rss will it will trigger an event that will post directly to the broken jars twitter for it i also i have an event where when i leave my house or a radius around my house it turns off my wi-fi to save battery but when i go to locations that i know have good wi-fi it'll turn it back on don't even think about it that's really cool does it on its own that's really cool um i do stuff with youtube uh, you do all kinds of shit. You got it set up with your Twitter where it, I do you know, stuff with my thermostat. <laughs> it's really cool, and there's so much stuff, and it's really easy to use. Like, because it's like you just sign into it, and it's like pick your pick the one thing you want to do, and like, mm-hmm. and it will tell you all the options you have. You click on it, right. and it's like then this, and you click on the next thing, and it doesn't matter what it is. Like, any like all the other services you can create a trigger off of it. So, uh, I actually bought a smart socket for my house. Nice. Right. Uh, because it's a, we, a Belkin Wemo. It'll turn off and on. It'll turn off and on on your phone. So I have it set up to run on a timer. So we have, because our house is really old and has terrible ducting. We have to have a, um, a window AC unit in our, uh, bedroom. Right. So I have it set to every time, every day at six o'clock, which is basically when we get home, it clicks on. Don't have to worry about it. It's super nice. That is super nice. That is pretty cool. And I have other stuff where, like, if uh, well, I don't, I don't use it right now because I really don't need it. But like, since I have an automatic, which is the um, the I was telling you about it, the the plug-in thing for mm-hmm. your, uh, so it's like every time you turn your engine on, fire this app on your phone. So if, wow. like, if every time you wanted to turn on your car, how does it, how Google, does it communicate that? It, because the service is linked to it, and it just—I guess it push it just does a push notification. I guess. Wow. So that like, is crazy. if you want it to, where if your phone is hooked up to your automatic, every time you turn on your car, it'll open Spotify for you or Google Maps or whatever. <laughs> that is cool. Like, there's so much cool shit you can do with it. I highly recommend it. I bet you can do some really complicated shit with the system. Wow. And it's free. Well, yeah, if you're willing to, like, kind of dig through the uh, 
the triggers. You can build like a five or six trigger, like this triggers that, triggers that, triggers that. Like you can do some really like intricate stuff. It just reminds me of Minecraft. You know, it seems so simple on the surface, but given to the right smart people with enough time, like they're going to build a computer out of this. You're right. <laughs> they're going right, to have yeah. all these triggers. <laughs> yeah. And I... if, thans, and that's, and this, and that's, you know? Mm. It's 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 fantastic, and they they also have really cool like uh, widgets for Android. So they have what they call the do button, and so you can set up the do button to do specific things. So I have one set up because everyone, you know, your wife always texts you, where, where, "Where are you?" Right, and yeah. more often than not, you're driving. Yes. So I have a widget on my phone that I click, and it automatically sends her a text with uh, a link to a Google map with my location. Wow. So that's really nice. Just being able to click that one button, it just sends it off and don't don't think about it again. Right. You just read the text, set your phone down, hit the widget, close your phone. Right. Just like that. It is way more powerful on Android, obviously, because there's there's more things. But like you can do stuff with locations and just all sorts of crazy shit. It's super cool. Did you ever get a new phone? I have not got a new phone yet. So you're still rocking the, the G3? 3G? Yeah. G3. Um, Asus is coming out with a phone that's really interesting looking. It's, I don't like Samsung, which is a bummer because they make most phone, most Android phones. Which is a bummer because that new Note 6 looks sexy. Um, the Asus has a new Zen, the Zenfone 3 Deluxe. Like they've gone full premium with this thing, except for it's only 1080p, which I, with, I'm, I'm okay with that. But uh, Yeah, with such a small screen, the Dixel Pixel, I mean, the Dixel Dixels? density is very, Pixel <laughs> density is very high. Right, and so if that works out, I'll probably get that one because it's got like the, uh, the fast charging. It'll go from zero to 65% in 20 minutes or whatever, which will help. Because this, this G3, I, I really like the phone, but it just destroys batteries. Destroys yes. batteries. Like, I was at a, a meeting on Thursday, like an all-day like conference thing. I had my screen turned down to, Z, like, as dim as it will be, location right. off, sync off, Bluetooth off. It Wi-Fi lasted me off. till noon. Oh, my God, Jake. Is that because be, your battery's gone bad? Maybe. He's old? He's been maybe, through too I mean, many cycles? Probably, but still. It just it just eats batteries. Yeah. My and wife think, has the same phone, and she's complaining about that right now as we speak. Luckily, buying maybe, new batteries are cheap. Like eight bucks, right? Like eight or nine bucks on Amazon. Yeah, be there yeah. in two days. I've got like four yeah. of them. <laughs> yeah, back in the days when you could have, when you could change your batteries out. Well, that's what LG is still going for because they have the whole replaceable thing with our newest phone. Yeah, it's smart. I haven't heard the best reports from that phone, though. Yeah, um, it's been real hit or miss. So So I haven't gone to it because I'm just like, oh, motherfuckers. Oh, I got to recommend. All right. People need to get onto that Steam sale. Go check that out. As much as I talk about video games, go check out the Steam sale. Have you bought anything yet? Yes. What have you got? Um, just some cheap, like, $2, $1 games that they've had on here. I've been looking at getting, uh, Dirt Rally. It's half off. 
and Just Cause 3 is half off, but I don't like third-person games. I probably won't do that. But the ones that I have bought... Is there a way to do this? Recent? Yes, recent. Overture? Okay, I've heard of that one. And like Primordial. Primordial. What is it? Let's see, where is that? The only thing I've bought so far is Invisible Ink. Invisible Ink? Like INC Ink. Like Invisible Incorporated. Oh. Did you ever play uh, Mark of the Ninja? No. Oh. I own it. I just never actually got around you to it. You need to play is that a good game. game? I think I bought it on Steam for like it, a buck one day. It's a maybe the best stealth platformer I've ever played. Really? It is fantastic. And it's very R-rated. Like soup like it's really gory and shit. Like like some of the kills and takedowns are they're all animated, but you're like, you know, slicing people head heads off and stuff. It's but it, nice. Highly recommend you play with your Xbox controller, which I'm sure you have. I have an Xbox Three. I have an Xbox One. Mm, nice, you remember me, but yeah, it's of of all the games not named Dota in the last two two or three years, <laughs> or Punch Club, or Punch. Well, even Punch Club. Like I think Mark of the Ninja might be my like highest hours. Like I've put a lot of time. Really? Oh yeah, I haven't quite beaten it, but I've. And it's one of those games where I'll just like. I realized I want to do like a different uh, like skill progression. I'm like, oh, screw it. I'll just start over. Like I started the game over like four or five times just because it's that fun. Because they do, the, cool. they really do the stealth ninja mechanics really well. Like, like the the controls. Like, You're sneaking through buildings and killing people and distracting them and you know right, escaping and right. And they have like all sorts of different ways to distract people or whatever. And the controls the on the 360, or at least on, I'm sure they'll be the same on the Xbox One, but controller are really tight. Like yeah. once you get used to them, it is just like an extension of your thoughts almost. That's cool. Yeah, their their controllers are real. Like the control schemes are fantastic. All right, I might play through again or try to play it again because I think I've made the first few levels. It's worth playing. It's, it's a good game. It's one of my favorites, and that's you know probably the only reason I actually bought Invisible Ink because I'm like, man, they did such a good job with Mark of the Ninja. Is that game any good? What? Or you haven't played it yet? I haven't played it yet. I mean. I know for a lot of people, it was like in their top 10 game of the year candidates kind of thing. But I, I haven't oh. played it quite yet. Yeah, it looks like your kind of game. I just Googled it real quick. It's fun. That looks like Jacob. Jacob likes those isometric top-down 3D gamings. You like adventure games, though. Point and click. I do love adventure games. I like a lot of games, though. Let's be fair. Like, I'll sit down and play, you know, Bioshock Infinite, no problem. That's true. Oh, have you played Battle Block Theater? I have not. Oh, this game is fun as hell, dude. It is. Like, it, it's just, it's, it's a clusterfuck game, but it is a lot of fun. Like, it's really random, and, like, you get captured, and you have to, like, perform these levels for these cats who, <laughs> This is one of those, uh, what is that other game they make, that King's game? or I don't know, but I think this is a co-op game. So if you have the three bucks to spend it, we, you, should, uh, you should buy it and we'll play it together. Oh, it's 80% off. 
Yeah, it's yes, three bucks. I'll, I'll just buy it right now. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll download this. We'll yeah, report this back is to one of those listeners. games that uh, I originally picked up on the uh, Gold Games oh. or the, you know, the, the uh, Xbox thing. If you have a oh, Gold right. membership, they give you games. Like it was a free one that month. I started playing it and I'm like, wow, this is really strange, but it's really fun. So it's like this puzzle like platformer game, but it's mm-hmm. just insane. Okay. Yeah. I like having as little information as possible, so that's what I'll do. Because I don't really even know what you're talking about. Like a, a platformer, but it doesn't look like just a generic platformer. It's not. And it's a co-op so. platformer too. So you like throw your friend and he can do something to help you do something and oh okay yeah i get that but it's kind of a puzzler a little bit the the aesthetic is crazy like the way they just do the, the aesthetic is awesome fun so we were talking i think even i think it was just last week we were talking about that robot who escaped from the russian facility that motherfucker escaped again Did dude get- <laughs> I'm telling you, man, if this was a movie about the robots robots taking over, that robot would clearly be in one of, in the montage of the little snippets of things that happened before it went bad. You know what's going to be They're funny. talking about destroying it. Yeah. I would. Like, well, yes. <laughs> Is it weird that I have more sympathy for robots than I do the zombies? If it was a zombie, I'd have no problem killing it. I'd be like, "What? You you let it out? You let it out? Why didn't you just shoot it when it got out the first time?" But with the robot, as soon as you were like, "I would destroy it," I'm like, "Oh, I feel bad for the robot. It doesn't know any better. It just wants to be free." You know, like I was instantly trying to be sympathetic to this life form that doesn't even exist. I wouldn't destroy it. I would destroy it because I was scared of it. Yeah, I know. Straight fear. Same reason you destroy a zombie because you're scared of a zombie. You Mm -hmm. know, like. It's like a rational fear, but to me, I was like, I, but it has rights. <laughs> <laughs> when it clearly shouldn't. Man, I really hope we get, get to have uh, Daniel Wilson on at some point, because I really want to talk to him about like robotics and stuff, because it's being a larger and larger portion of the show, it seems. Well, just because it seems... Well, I don't know, maybe because I read that book, it's on my mind, so I'm noticing the articles more. But it really does feel like there's a lot more of it in the news. They're building AI robots. They're building AI airplanes. They're building, you know, lawyers that are getting people out of... Millions of dollars of traffic tickets. Yeah. Millions of dollars. And we got this Russian robot. I mean, of course weird shit would happen in Russia, right? Because they're not playing any fucking games. That thing's probably smart and actually trying to escape. They probably torture it. They don't ever turn it off and let it sleep. Probably. We're just watching. These are just uh, news articles that are, have the the proper spin on it, but we're not getting the actual story. We're not over there. If we went over there and talked to poor Bob or Rob, he would tell you he was sad, and that he doesn't like these experiments and he wants out. <laughs> Probably so. And that's why he's. Hmm? Maybe the vi- maybe it's already started, man. Jacob, a hundred percent, dude. Maybe the virus is already happening. We're you know plus nine months away. You know plus nine months out. <laughs> Retrovirus plus nine months. <laughs> anyway, y'all need to read that book, and I don't know why it's on our minds so much, but yeah, we're talking about robots a lot, and I would love to have that guy on. I hope I hope he does. And if he, if he only mm. comes on High Fantasy, you'll be on that podcast too. Please, please check out. What's just so weird about me and him is like we followed the same 
path. You know, it, like in terms of where we lived, all I need to do is move to Portland and we'll have followed the exact same path. Because he used to live in Tulsa, where I used to live. Wow. Then he mm-hmm. went to school at Carnegie Mellon, which is in Pittsburgh, where I live now. Now he lives really? in Portland. <laughs> yeah. No, he is, he's a PhD in robotics from Carnegie Mellon. Like, when he talks about robotics, he knows his shit. <laughs> That's why it's so fucking scary. That's why the book's so good. So there's a lot of it where you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, I could see that happening. Oh, that's already happening. Oh, wow. What? I'm reading news stories of robots escaping Russia. Holy shit, man. Yeah, trust me. You read that book and you think the end is like a month away. Yeah. Especially with somebody else that's like scouring the internet for crazy stories like these. Like, Jacob, stop finding AI airplanes. They're going to kill us all. I'm not even like trying that hard. That, that's the scary part. Is I'm not even trying that hard. Right. We're not even getting into the dark part of the net. Most of these just pop up on my Twitter or something. <laughs> so, do you got any really weird information you want to tell us? Mm. Weird information. Tidbit of tribunology? The silence is telling. Well, uh, the Stanley Cup. Is a lot yeah, bigger okay. than it looks like on television because I got to see it this really? week. I actually got to see. Did you? It. Yeah, yesterday. It was at it was at my work. If objects could tell stories, that motherfucker's been to some parties, dude. I, I, I'm waiting for the guy to retire because there's, well, after the New York Rangers, I think in '99 or '89, one of the two. Ended up with the cup at the bottom of the pool. It did like $275,000 worth of damage to the Stanley Cup. They have a oh, bodyguard wow. now. And I've The heard, cup has a bodyguard now? Yeah. And I've heard him on radio interviews before. And he just, he won't ever say it out, you know, just, you know, directly coming out. But he's like, yeah, I've seen some really, really crazy shit. Because <laughs> he goes everywhere it goes. And so there's all these 25-year-olds with millions of dollars, and it's their four days with a cup or whatever, and they're going ape shit. And so he's got to be there to make sure it doesn't end up at the bottom of the pool again. <laughs> wow. That's so scary. I mean, isn't that one of those cups where they engrave the winner on it each year so it has, like, all of this history, like, real old? Right, mm-hmm. Names and, on it. And every time they, uh, that's the reason it's so big is because every time they run out of room, they just add another ring. Oh, that's why it's designed kind of like it is. I get it now. That's why, it, yeah, it kind of slopes down. So, uh, in, so yeah, it's it's big. It's like four feet tall, five feet tall. I mean, it's so. Why did you? Huh? Why did you get to see it? Like, I thought it went to California this year or whatever. No, it went to, uh, no, no, Penguins won the, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins won the Stanley Cup. Oh, they year. did? Yes. Nice. And our, nice. my company is a major, major sponsor of the Pittsburgh Penguins. So it came by, it got to come by the uh, uh, office. Oh, Fuck yeah. Campus. So you saw it actually like pretty close then. Like, yeah, you know, like 20 feet. I didn't feel like standing in line and getting my picture taken with it because it looked like it was a long line, but, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That is that's very cool, Jake. That is very cool. So yeah, the Stanley it's Cup. It's a piece is, of history. Like there's something there's like magic involved with that. 
Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a it's a totem for somebody. It mm-hmm. or it's a it's a it's a focus for somebody. <laughs> it's a focus for sure. <laughs> I mean, because it's I think it's every every because I think each team that wins gets to put fifty two names on it. So not the entire roster. They don't get to put the entire roster on there. So if fifty two names from every team that's ever won it is on the cup. Wait, how many? People are on a team. Like 60. Really? Yeah. How many are on the bench? Well, the thing is, is hockey, they they rotate so often. No, it's not like the NBA where one player will play 80, 90% of the game. They're rotating every four or five minutes, tops. Oh. Is that why they're so high energy? Yeah. Yeah, because they're, and they run at least four lines. So that's. 16 guys plus the goalie. I mean, there, there's a lot of plus backups. Okay. So I just didn't realize that. I just, mm. you know, I'm an idiot, so I didn't realize. I mean, sometimes. I don't pay attention. Sometimes some lines only play for two minutes. Wow. And, and if you ever watch hockey, like, they're always jumping people across the boards, you know, always. and stuff. So Always. Like, like, I'm surprised at how well they do that. They don't get confused. Like I would be surprised if like the best player on the ice plays a third of the game. I'd be surprised if he played that much. Wow. Yeah. That's really in- yeah. That's really crazy. It's a whole like. lot different from the NBA, where like the best player will play all but like three or four minutes. Right. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, NBA Finals happened. Man, that is the gr- that one of the greatest choke jobs of all time. You don't think LeBron won it? You think Curry lost it? Yeah. Because, I mean, I watched the last game. He was playing hard, man. Well, I know, he but... He did not want to fucking lose. Right, but it's... It, it's Once you get to game seven, all bets are off. It's no longer a choke anymore. No team has ever come back from 3-1 in the NBA Finals history. 32 teams have tried, and until this year, 32 teams have failed. Wow. And it's not just that. The Warriors were up 3-1 to one and blew it for the first time in NBA history. It's they won 73 games. They set the record for most wins in the regular season. They were the best team this year. They by were far. the best team. And, yeah, I mean, they... Histor- and it gave it by Cleveland, who is not historically, like, a killer team. It just has a killer player. Right, and... I mean, granted, they they came together late, but there's they're also in the East, and that's something I I can bitch about because getting to the finals through the West is a whole lot harder than coming through the finals from the East. I right, guarantee because yeah. like Golden State beat the Spurs, the Spurs would have crushed Cleveland. Golden State oh, yeah? beat Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City would have crushed Cleveland. Golden State should have crushed Cleveland. I just think they ran out of gas is what happened. You think they got tired? I think they tried too hard to get to 73. Instead of resting their players late, they pushed their, you know, they pushed because they won the record, right? So instead of resting late and maybe, maybe or maybe not getting the record, they pushed to get the record. And I think by the time you get to um, the finals, they were just gassed. People don't understand... One, you say that they're like gassed, like because they got several 
if not days worth of sleep. Like, how could they actually be tired? That's not exactly what it means. It means that one time that he went for a layup and fell and put a small bruise on his elbow, that hasn't healed. He may have he may not needed to get it's that bruise. It's a cumulative effect. When he twisted his ankle and now it's a little inflamed, it's not, twi- it's not sprained, it's not hurt, but it's a little tight. It's a little sore. That's a little less effective your next game. And that's what we're talking about. Well, There's and- a, it's not necessarily like a physical, like, I'm sleepy, but it's like... Your body's worn out. You've just beat it up more than you should have. Well, you could have avoided some of that. Another thing about the NBA with how the playoffs work, and playoffs and finals work, if you were to go to seven games every round, you would play another quarter of the season. Yeah. I mean, there's so, so uh, the NBA season is 82 games. If you go to seven games every round and win the finals, you play 28 more games. And that, uh, that's why I say their gas is they're they've played another quarter of the season. Yeah, you're I mean, tired. You're tired. You're just tired, and you know, especially when you're going for that kind of record. I don't know if anyone's ever really pursued anything like that, but like you're, it takes it out of you. It's hard yeah. emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. just everything. It's hard to like pursue something for that long because the NBA season is. October to June. Damn. And those guys are going full tilt all the time. That's one thing that the Spurs, even though they're old now, they do incredibly well. They understand, be a top four or five seed in the playoffs, all bets are off once we get there. Like, the the Spurs actually got fined like two years ago because they sent their three best players home against the Heat when LeBron was there. And you're like, well, hmm. we don't. It's like they need some days off, so they send their best players home, and they won a championship that year. Like, Pop don't care, man. He'll he'll rest players. He doesn't care how quote unquote big of a game it is, as long as they're in the playoffs, top three or four seeds. He doesn't care. Really? Yeah. It's like, it's like, what's what's the real big difference between winning sixty games and seventy three games? Thirteen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it doesn't. As long as we win that last game, it don't fucking matter. And that's that's his yeah. entire philosophy. Just get in, get a good seed in the playoffs. That's kind of coach you want. Yeah, uh, he's the best. I love Pop. <laughs> he's got the best interviews, dude. Like he just like stares down reporters. It's it's hilarious. <laughs> well, we've been going like that Oklahoma State guy. <laughs> uh, I'm a man. I'm forty. Hey man, I'm Oklahoma man. State football turned me. around after that. All the moms wanted to send them. Yeah. 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 Call yeah I, I could go on and on about OSU and Baylor, but because Baylor, I don't. If you haven't been following Baylor in the news, that's been a shit show, and you should pay attention to it because it's terrible. Oh yeah. Really. Yeah. So what's going on? Um, it came to light that uh, Baylor had, especially well for football, had been accepting. Well, ex- one accepting known sexual predator slash rapist onto the team because he was transferring away from Boise because of because Bo- the Idaho State Police told him he had to leave the state or they were going to arrest him, and so they let him on the team. He raped a girl. Wow! He, no shit. He raped a girl, oh, and they the administration and the football program pressured her and her family not to go forward. 
And that happened wow. with multiple women. So that's why Art Bryles, arguably one of the best coaches in college football, has been fired. And that's why, like... Wow. And that's one reason I love being an Oklahoma State fan. We might not always win all the time, but Gundy, he runs a clean program. So, like... You sport, think so? You're not going to get any of the scandals out of Gundy? No, no, no. Uh, Sports Illustrated, a couple of years ago, run this huge hit job on Oklahoma State about how they were paying players and... Girls were having sex with recruits to try to get them, all this stuff. And the NCAA did a full investigation. And our only uh, infractions were not reporting drug abuse by players that we had let go. Because they weren't, they weren't going to like, hey, we're not. Basically, Oklahoma State was, we're not going to screw these kids over because they were you know, doing drugs. So we're not going to tell yeah, the NCAA so that maybe they can you know, play somewhere else. That's all they found of all the allegations. Like, it's like, yeah. And that's not even that bad. Well, it's, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, like the Tyree Kill. I know we talked about this a while ago, but like star player won us Bedlam, which is the biggest game of the year. We, mm-hmm. could, we could win one game a year and it'd be Bedlam and it'd be a good season. He's like, won us Bedlam, hit his girlfriend, four days later expelled from the university. Not just on the football Damn. team, expelled from the university. Damn. So, you know what? I love winning, and I love when my teams win, but I like it when they do it that way. Absolutely. Fuck them. Fuck them. So, Those people, should, you shouldn't be able to play golf. You shouldn't be able to, you know, play baseball. or yeah, I don't think they should let NFL, like NFL players, if you beat your wife, you shouldn't be able to play NFL. Fuck those people. Fuck those people. I've watched. That, start, that strikes too personal of a chord. Fuck y'all. Wife beaters. I'm but, a man. I got somebody <laughs> my own size. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I think we've uh, we've hit a dark enough note, so we might as well say goodnight. Awesome. Oops. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. Whenever you're listening to it, I hope it is a good time for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, have a good night. Bye. Uh, it was kind of rambly, but not bad. A little rambly. Like, I, I just feel like, feel like the... with good energy, and then it's kind of like <laughs> we were like a firework. <laughs> well, <laughs> we also went like half an hour over. Yeah, whatever. I haven't got to talk about it recently, so I think that's probably part of it. Man, I don't even know what. It's just like weird. Some of the podcasts, like we, we may not even look at Slack at all. We can just talk, and then sometimes it's like we're desperate for like, well, what can we talk about now? It's really strange that that happens, you know. I think it's just like if there's more interesting thing happening in the reality, of, you know, like in the out, the real life, that is interesting to us personally. We find it easier to talk about. Well, obviously, it's more. But like the Brexit, but like the Brexit stuff, it's like I don't really care. You know, so like we try to talk about it, but it's like, eh, okay, some shit happens. The end of the world may be coming. Okay. We talk about the end of the world coming in all kinds of forms every podcast. <laughs> Who cares about, you know, financial ruin when the robots are coming? What the fuck? Good 
good song, right? Good one. <sighs> so I've gotten to where like my hands don't bleed or bruise on my heavy bag. It's kind of nice. Nice. That is actually pretty cool. Oh, you want to see something interesting? Sure. Here. I love Alex. She's my favorite girl podcaster on the network. Well, we got another girl now, so that doesn't that's not as true as it was before. They might have Jim Butcher. This is a side note, but for the Dresden Piles podcast, which is part of our network, they might have Jim Butcher on soon. That'd I mean, they've been... That is their goal. I freaked so out. Cool. I lose my mind. It's like, don't fanboy. <laughs> yeah. Try to be cool, right? It's hard not to, though. Act sober. Act sober. It's hard to act. It's easier to act sober when you're smammered than to not fanboy. <laughs> like, Probably it is true. so easy to fanboy. Especially yeah. him. Yeah, there's a couple people who I would just hardcore, fan, like, hardcore fanboy over. Hmm. Yeah, there are a few people that I'd be like, what? And not because of Star Wars, but because of Batman, like Mark Hamill, I would just be like, but you're the Joker! Say something in the voice. Yeah, it'd be hard not to ask him. Or Kevin Conroy, the voice of, uh, of Batman. Which, what? You just said both of them were Batman. No, no, no. Uh, Mark Hamill is the Joker, and Kevin Conroy was Batman. Oh, it was the actual Batman. Okay, that's right. The Batman animated series, yeah. In most Batman sense, like he's been the voice for like Batman the Arkham games and that kind of stuff. Which I did not like. I know they were huge hits and everyone loves it. My wife fucking loves them, but man, I just could not get into them. Which ones? The Batman, like Arkham games, like Ar- Arkham Asylum. and Same thing here, man. I own every single one of them and tried. It's supposed to be one of the great. It won Game of the Year one year. I don't know, man. I don't... It's that third person shit, dude. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Like if if Daisy goes on a steeper sale, I think we should get it and play together. Okay. Yeah. Or I, what I, about H one Z one? I heard that was together? terrible. I used to like. I, I have a, a thing for Daisy because I actually played it when it was just the mod. It was like nice. super hard. Or you could buy Arma 2 and download the Daisy mod for it. 